This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com. Breaking news as we come on the air. A nearly $1 billion settlement for the survivors and families of victims who died in Florida's Surfside building collapse. We have all the new details. Nearly a year after an apartment building was reduced to rubble in the middle of the night, killing 98 people. Tonight, the surprising settlement. Red-hot inflation, the new numbers tonight, what President Biden said to farmers in Illinois, and could it lower food prices? Abortion rights bill blocked. The motion is not agreed to. Tonight, the key vote as Democrats try to make access to abortion the law of the land. The new 911 calls. Let's get out. Wrong. The six foot nine murder suspect facing new charges as we learn new details about the lovers on the lamb. Baby formula shortage, the big announcement today that could help parents scrambling to feed their children. Tonight's other top headlines, U.S. overdose deaths hit a record. The investigation after a Palestinian-American reporter is shot dead covering a raid in the West Bank. Plus, the haunting pictures of soldiers trapped inside a steel plant in Ukraine. We speak to the wife of a soldier. I will do everything to save him. And unifying America with a group of teenagers who turned their experiences into action. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night. Tonight, American families are coping with rising prices on everything from groceries, gas, and rent. Consumer prices jumped by 8.3% compared to the same time last year. And while inflation eased slightly in April, it remains near a four-decade high. And while wage growth has risen at the fastest pace in 20 years, it hasn't kept pace with inflation. Food and gas prices lead the way, with the national average for regular gas hitting a new record today at $4.40 a gallon. President Biden traveled to the Midwest and vowed to help American farmers deal with the global spike in food prices, taking new steps, he says, will help boost food production and lower costs. On Wall Street, stocks finished in the red, with all three indexes falling on the day. NASDAQ led the way down more than 370 points, or more than 3%. We've got a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Carter Evans is going to start us off from Los Angeles. Good evening, Carter. Good evening, Nora. It was the cost of gasoline that actually brought inflation down last month. Remember when prices eased at the pump a couple of weeks ago? Well, now we're right back to record highs, and economists say it's global events that are now driving inflation. At a family farm in Illinois, the president blamed the war in Ukraine for tightening grain supplies, driving up global food prices. Putin's war has, has, has cut off critical sources of food. In the grocery store, prices for meats, poultry, fish, and eggs are up more than 14% from a year ago. Citrus fruit, almost 19%, even though the overall inflation rate slowed slightly. It's easy to say that this is the peak, um, but that's a little like saying uh, well, the peak of winter is in January. There's still a lot of snow that needs shoveled in February and March. Greg McBride, chief financial analyst at Bankrate.com, says the more than 5% increase in shelter and housing costs in April is probably underestimated. The reality of it is any tenant that has renewed a lease in recent months, they've likely seen a much bigger than 5% increase in rent. It's one of the best air fryers in the market. Bobby Javahari can help explain the nearly 8% jump in prices for household appliances. His air fryers and pressure cookers are made in China. January 1st, we raised prices. How much? Uh, close to 10%. He says continued COVID lockdowns in China are slowing production and shipping costs are still sky high. When it usually should cost two to $3,000 for a container to come to the Long Beach port, it's now costing twelve, fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. And the war in Ukraine is also driving up oil prices. You need oil to make plastic, and you need plastic to make air fryers. The costs of air fryers have gone up 5% because of volatility in oil prices. Retail prices are going to keep going higher. But at some point, people won't be able to right. afford that. Yeah, I agree. A lot of this inflation that we're experiencing is rooted on the supply side rather than the demand side. Uh, the Federal Reserve raising interest rates to slow the economy, that will address the demand side, but it won't fix the supply chain. It won't broker peace in Eastern Europe, and it won't open the ports in China. And until we see some movement on those fronts, the rising prices will likely continue. Many economists now believe we'll be dealing with high inflation in the next year. Nora? Carter Evans, thanks so much. Well, here in Washington, Senate Democrats failed in a bid to make the landmark Roe versus Wade decision federal law, but succeeded in putting members on the record when it comes to abortion rights. The move comes as the Supreme Court could be on the verge of overturning the constitutional right to an abortion. Here's CBS's Nicole Killian. The motion is not agreed to. 
Even with Vice President Kamala Harris presiding, Senate Democrats fell short of the 60 votes needed to advance the Women's Health Protection Act to enshrine abortion rights into federal law. The Senate failed to stand in defense of a woman's right to make decisions about her own body. Democrats argue the measure would codify Roe versus Wade by preserving access to abortion services, while Republicans declared it too extreme. When I said this was a five-alarm fire, I meant it. I'm being called a radical extremist because I believe she's valuable. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin was the only Democrat to side with Republicans against the legislation. We should not be dividing this country further. House Democrats walked over to the Senate chamber for the vote. Protests have intensified around the country following the Supreme Court's leaked draft opinion, including outside of the high court and some justices' homes. Personal threats have also increased among some lawmakers, like Maine Susan Collett, who called police after protesters left messages outside of her home. I have received threatening phone calls, letters, threats of sexual assault, uh, threats against my family members. Organizers are gearing up for another round of demonstrations this weekend in major cities, including along the National Mall in Washington. Our hope is that through these mobilizations and through our organizing efforts, our elected officials will know that no politicians can hold this over us. Several states are also readying so-called trigger laws that would restrict access to abortion if Roe is overturned. The governor of Illinois telling CBS News his state is bracing for an influx of women seeking abortions should they take effect in neighboring states. We're trying to provide logistics help, uh, place to stay, uh, anything we can do to help them exercise their reproductive rights. Tonight, the Attorney General has directed the U.S. Marshals to ensure the justice's safety, and he's being briefed on security around the Supreme Court. CBS News has also learned that state and local law enforcement agencies remain on high alert. The justices are scheduled to meet tomorrow. Nora? It's going to be busy. Nicole Killing outside the court. Thank you. Well, breaking tonight, nearly a year after a high-rise condominium collapsed in Surfside, Florida, killing 98 people, victims and families have reached a surprising settlement with insurers and others for nearly $1 billion. We get new details from Ashley Dyer of our CBS Miami station, WFOR. The proposed $997 million class action settlement over wrongful death claims comes just before the one-year anniversary of the condo collapse. 98 people were killed, many as they slept, in the early morning hours last June 24th. The action includes insurance companies and developers of Champlain Towers South in Surfside and victims and the relatives of individuals. Harley Tropin is the lead attorney representing the victims. We believe that that amount was a very, very fair, generous number to get to the victims. Horrifying images of smoky ruins and stunned victims were captured moments after the collapse and the search in the days that followed. Investigators and officials found the building to be structurally unsafe. The engineers who had inspected and begun work to fix structural flaws are among the companies that agreed to settle. Is it justice? No. Justice would be that building is still standing and those people are still going to soccer games. The amount each victim or their survivors will receive is still to be determined.
Now, the judge has yet to approve the settlement, but lawyers estimate once it's finalized, it could surpass $1 billion. We're live in downtown Miami tonight. Ashley Dyer, CBS News, Miami. Laura, Nora. Ashley, thank you so much. Well, tonight, new details on that fugitive couple from Alabama who spent 11 days on the run before authorities caught up to them this week in Indiana. We're learning more about their jailhouse romance and Vicki White's chilling last words. Here's CBS's Janet Shamlian. This is video of Casey White in shackles and handcuffs, leaving his arraignment in Alabama, where he faced new charges. Casey wasn't worth it. Tonight, we're hearing some of the last words of the woman who helped him, former corrections officer Vicki White, recorded during a 911 call during the chase that led to their capture. Vicki White telling Casey White they should make a run for it. Airbags are going off. Let's get out. Run. Get the side to the hotel. Soon after the chase ended, authorities say Vicki White turned the gun on herself. Okay, I'm going to go for the gun. This is body cam video of a deputy taking the gun from her hand, then pulling her from the car. Someone pull me. She died a short time later at an Evansville, Indiana hospital. The coroner's office confirming she shot herself. The duo was on the run for 11 days, armed with a cache of weapons and plenty of cash. Authorities are calling the escape well-planned from a relationship dating back two years and that Casey White had taken legal steps to get transferred back from a state prison to the jail where Vicki White worked. They'd been in Evansville about a week, evading authorities by buying and ditching multiple vehicles. Police believe Vicki and Casey White were headed out of town when the chase started that ended a nationwide manhunt. Janet Shamley in CBS News, Houston. Tonight, the White House is calling for an investigation into the killing of a Palestinian-American journalist with the Al Jazeera network while she was covering an Israeli raid in the West Bank. We get more from CBS's Imtiaz Tayeb. With her helmet and body armor clearly marked press, Shireen Abu Akhled lay motionless, fatally shot. The journalist with nearly three decades of experience worked for Al Jazeera which quickly said she was, quote, assassinated in cold blood by Israeli forces. This body cam footage shows the Israelis carrying out the raid she was covering in the West Bank town of Jenin as part of a search for Palestinian gunmen when shooting erupted. The Israelis initially said Abu Akleh had been killed by the Palestinians who were, quote, firing indiscriminately, but have since said they cannot determine how she was killed and promised a full investigation. Israel and the Palestinian territories have been on edge in recent months. A string of violence across Israel has left at least 18 Israelis killed by Palestinians in five separate attacks, while nearly 30 Palestinians have been killed in a series of confrontations with Israeli forces. Shireen Al-Akleh was a household name across the Arab world. Seen here in a report from the West Bank from just a few days ago, she was celebrated not only for her courage, but also for her compassion. Now, I knew Shireen. She was a trailblazer who started her career at a time when there were few Arab women reporters in the field and truly inspired a generation of other Arab women to follow in her extraordinary footsteps. Nora. She will be missed. MTS Tayeb, thank you. 
Now to the war in Ukraine, where neither side is moving toward a decisive military victory, and instead it's looking more like a stalemate that could last months or even years. And we're learning tonight that a Russian soldier in Ukrainian custody will be the first to face a war crimes trial for allegedly shooting an unarmed 62-year-old civilian. CBS's Deborah Pata reports tonight from Ukraine. It's a game of cat and mouse. Danger never far away. Village by village, Ukrainian soldiers are pushing Russian troops away from Kharkiv and back towards the Russian border. In their wake, a trail of death and destruction. And a bittersweet victory for those coming home. The fighting has not led up in the south and the east. Even in Mariupol, the Russians do not have full control, thwarted by a Ukrainian regiment who remain barricaded in that steel plant. Injured, close to starving, the soldiers release these haunting images. Many have amputated limbs, doctors forced to operate without proper supplies. For loved ones on the outside, the weight is unbearable. The country. Lilia Stupina's husband, Andre, messages her every week to say he's alive. She's more and more desperate. I will take a gun and go to Mariupol by myself. You'll take a gun and go to Mariupol? I, I will do everything to save him. Stoic and resolved, she believes the world is not doing enough. They are heroes, not only for me, for Ukrainians. And we want our heroes to come back home. We want them alive. We are ready for A plea echoed by Katerina Prokopenko, the wife of the brigade commander, begging the Pope to intervene. Ukraine is trying to negotiate the swap of the badly injured soldiers for Russian prisoners of war, but time is running out. Those fighters have been living underground for over two months now next to the bodies of their fallen friends. Nora? Deborah Pata, thank you. If you're constantly on the hunt for a good deal, then you need Rakuten. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cash back really adds up. Some breaking news just coming in about a scary incident this afternoon at Bush Intercontinental Airport in Houston. A United Airlines flight skidded off the runway after landing with 16 people on board. The plane ended up in a grassy field near a construction area, but no one was injured in the incident. Regional SkyWest Airlines operates the flight for United Express and said its plane went off the runway following a steering issue. All right, we've been reporting this week on America's worsening fentanyl crisis, and today the CDC shared a truly staggering statistic on drug overdoses. Nearly 108,000 Americans died from overdoses last year. That's the most ever, and it's about 15% more than the record set in 2020. Overdoses involved fentanyl and other synthetic opioids topped 71,000, accounting for about two-thirds of all fatal overdoses in 2021. Fentanyl is inexpensive and 
and extremely lethal. It's being mixed into other drugs, often without the buyer's knowledge. All right, tonight, amid a nationwide shortage of baby formula, a major supplier says it could be back online within two weeks, but it could take up to 10 weeks for the formula to hit store shelves. Abbott Nutrition, which makes several brands of formula, says if the FDA signs off, its plant in Sturgis, Michigan, could soon resume making Elecare and Alimentum and Similac and other formulas to follow. Supplies are running low in more than half the country. Since the start of the pandemic, the number of hate crimes targeting Asian Americans has skyrocketed nationwide. In tonight's Unifying America, CBS's Nancy Chen spoke with a group of California teenagers who turned their personal experiences into action. We're presenting to Chandler School. These Berkeley, California eighth graders are creating their own lessons on life. This education is the key to fighting racism um, and stereotypes and biases. I could do that. It's what 14-year-old Mina Fedor says she and her classmates have experienced firsthand. I was just walking down the street with my mom and this like random lady on the street uh, like coughed in her face. As attacks on Asian Americans spiked, she took action. I was saddened by our elders being attacked. Organizing a youth rally last spring. I was sort of expecting like 50 people, but then it ended up being over 1,200 people. That inspired her to start AAPI Youth Rising, which developed a plan encouraging schools to teach Asian American history. It's very crucial to, I guess, sort of changing people's minds, undoing stereotypes. What do you hope that other young Asian Americans can learn from you? I guess that they have power too. One of those most moved, their eighth grade math teacher. Really, I'm in awe and just amazed at what they are able to do, inspiring us older people to actually do something and not just sit back. Some people may be surprised to hear what a group of middle schoolers has accomplished. Don't think about your age, just go for it. Overcoming adversity with a lesson of hope. Nancy Chen, CBS News. And inspiring all of us. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, our eye on America, how two decades of drought is eroding one of America's most iconic reservoirs. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget you can set your DVR and watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell right here in our nation's capital. Good night. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.